Hey Rockstar, welcome to the 36th episode of Bantwit. My name is Queen Rafi and this is my podcast Queen Rafi Space and for today's episode I spoke with Mifa Adejma of the UNI podcast and we had conversation celebrating International Men's Day. Happy, happy International Men's Day and this is one episode you want to share with every man that you love and if you're a man with your fellow guys and your fellow boys. Dive in! Welcome to another episode of Bantwit. I'm going to be speaking with the amazing author and podcaster Mifa Adejmo. He is the host of the UNI podcast. He is not a newcomer to the podcast at all, but today we're going to be talking on men issues. If you follow Queen Rafi Space podcast very well, you would understand that I'm very particular about pushing some certain agendas using my podcast. And men issues and giving men a space from time to time is definitely one of those agendas, which is why I take my time every year as much as I I can to do something to honor the International Men's Day. With no further ado, let me welcome to the podcast Mifa Adejuma. Hey, uh, thank you for having me, Rafi. It's cool to be here once again. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Before we dive into other things, from the last time that you're on the podcast at this time, some things have changed. So let me just do like a little update. You released your book. You, I read your book, by the way. I did like um, a review for it, Heartbeat, which was really, really amazing. Are you planning to write any other book anytime soon? Yep. <laughs> That's nice. Hopefully, by the time you're back on the podcast, another time you release that new book that you're working on hopefully because i know that it takes a lot of time to write a, a, a good book like the one that you wrote yeah i hope i hope i'm able to get through it because you know life happens and shit like that yeah that's true anyway we're here to do some an episode in honor of international men's day when i discovered that today friday was going to be international men's day i told myself i needed to do something to come to honor that right because i always do that every year as much as i can and then i decided this year let's do something different as opposed to having just a guest in the house let me get uh, men to actually send me like two minutes or less audio about what they think that we women need to know about men that would make our relationship a lot better because the theme for this year's International Men's Day is better relations between men and women. And mm, okay, let's just say I wasn't very successful with that one because I didn't really get like as many audio files that I was thinking that I would get. And so I decided let's change tactics. Let me bring in somebody that I know that is also very, um, very vocal and you know also pushes men issues just as much as he pushes female issues as well let's just say gender issues basically first off let's start with this very first question why is it difficult for men to open up on their own issues well i don't think it's difficult i just think um they open up to a different demographic than what people expect men open up to themselves mm. I, I would like to think men are more aware of what they go through by themselves but um they don't i don't think they readily share it with you know the other gender by the other gender I mean women mm. um unless maybe there is a sort of a, a relationship or rapport but ideally men i think I, I i think it's a common misconception that men do not open up i think uh for men they we kind of get to a point where we have to meet or be in the right space where we feel like, okay, we can actually say something here and not feel like you're not, you're being uh, childish or you're being um, you're being weird or something like that. So even amongst women, I feel like 
uh, if you get closer to men, if you have, if you're a woman and you have men in your space and you're, you know, you rapport with them very well, over time they tend to start opening up to you about stuff. And um, it's just a common misconception that we always, you know, we are always the strong ones and stuff like that. We, I don't think there's anybody, man or woman, that doesn't like talking about themselves. Especially when you have somebody who is ready to listen. It's just, it's, it's the human condition. Once you have somebody that is ready to listen, people will generally start speaking up. It might not come immediately, but eventually, you know, people get, that, get to that point where they feel like, okay, I think I'm safe enough here to be able to be vulnerable, to be able to speak on some of these thoughts that are in my head and just let it fly. So I think men open up just to a select few. And the select few, it's, I don't think it's, it's regardless of gender, it's just a select few that they feel like, you know, they can trust in a way. Mm, okay, that's that's interesting. So um, I think from what I'm hearing from you is men would open up if they realize that this is a safe space, as opposed to a woman who is willing to actually open up, whether that is exactly a safe space or not, right? Yeah, um, in a way... And I think I should also add that I don't I don't think women just because there's this concept of oh women are you know very emotional mm. you know when the tears come they cry they cry and stuff like that I think men too are very much the same it's just uh, over time and due to conditioning we've learned to process our own emotions differently so while while a woman might cry a man is very likely going to be someone who broods you know he probably will just be by himself but it's still in a way it's still a way of processing the emotion but you know because crying seems so very vocal so very out there mm. it always comes with the notion that it's, it's the more emotional response but i don't think it is i think even just sitting down by yourself and brooding even frowning when you're supposed to be laughing or stuff like that is a way of you know it's an emotion it's just people who don't pay attention to it so much because it's not the expected emotion when it comes to you know emotions and stuff like that and then people think of oh you know if you're not crying if you're not weeping your eyes out then you're not processing your feelings but it's just it's just for me it's just a misconception because it could be crying some people cry some people eat some people you know go and do stuff and you know there are different ways to process it and i feel like the ways that are more common to men are ways that people do not look at and think oh this is weird. There are ways that people just, you know, look look aside because it's like it's common, it's a normal thing. So I think maybe maybe that's where the, the issue is when people say, oh, women are more emotional. It's just um, women tend to be more vocal in terms of how they process their emotions with the actions they use in processing their emotion. You know, women will go on a rant, women will talk and stuff like that. But most men would always, you know, eat by themselves, you know, or, you know, just go and drink or find something to distract themselves. All all in all is processing emotion is just different from what we would expect. I like when you say um men just process in a way that we don't expect. I think I like that because I could I could relate to a couple of people that I have in my life who, yes, in, in situations where I would be processing mine in a different way, they would be processing by just sitting by themselves, reading all of the examples that you gave. And I really like that angle. And I've never really subscribed to the fact that, you know, they say women are more emotional than men. I feel like all of us are capable of emotions. And I think you just really put it in the perspective for me about how we just, men and women just process it and um, show different signs of processing it in a different way. I like that. So there are two concepts when it comes to men that has always been very weird to me as a woman and i get it 
I'm a woman. I might not understand it, except I speak to some man that's able to give me some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. We cannot even deceive ourselves. There are some things that I can never understand how it, it, it works. I can only try to imagine, but I can never understand it because I'm a woman. I can never feel that. So, but there are just two concepts that have always, always confused me, right? And and I said I was always gonna ask this question. And maybe because I consume a lot of social media, to be fair. I see this word come up a lot. Oh, this guy, you are a simp. Oh, this guy you are a simp and when i <laughs> i'm serious and when i look at what the person is trying to portray and i okay so i'll give you an example um one time i was online and somebody had tweeted something about how she wanted to be that strong feminine woman but still have a man who would still love her take care of her be there for her and everything like and she said is that possible and you know and i saw that nobody was really attending attending to that and she is a young person and me as a as a woman that has been able to experience that i feel like i owe it to not make women feel like those things don't exist because i've been able to experience that you can be strong you know by yourself and everything and still have somebody want to take care of you so i replied and said this is actually very possible you can find this particular kind of love that you're looking for and from like 500 timelines away just like how twitter exists somebody came and said no this person that you're looking for has to be a simp i'm like huh i don't i don't understand I, hello please rewind i don't get what you what do you mean this person we're looking for has to be a simp this is literally what my husband would do for me and he was like no there's no there's no man in nigeria who is blah 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 blah, blah that's going to be taking care of a woman that's going to be paying her bills and still take care of her in terms of like i don't even remember all the things and in my head i see that word come up a lot i'm also i'm also on clubhouse i go there a lot because i'm by myself right now and i still hear that word come up as well that oh my god why are you pandering to this woman you're supposed to why why are you a simp you're supposed to be air quotes alpha male blah 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 and i'm just really confused so please mifa help me when you guys say somebody is a simp what exactly does that mean Honestly, uh, I think it's for, for me it varies though. I know it it all started basically as a joke in terms of um, say for instance, I think I remember there was a time on Twitter where you no know, ladies would you know post pictures, you no know, maybe seductive pictures, and then you have men who rush to their comments and say, "Oh, you look beautiful" and stuff like that. You know, and these are men you know that you know you can this lady that posted this picture there's, there's nothing you can get from her like she's not even going to notice you you're not in a circle so you going there just still you look beautiful is it's just like you're wasting your time because she probably will not even reply you unless you're somebody prominent and stuff like that so i think that's where the whole same thing came from at least in my opinion so it was like why would you go to that length to for somebody who was not even paying attention to you so i think that basically ties to why that person in your example was saying oh it's not possible because i think for for most of for most men we have been conditioned to see, to see ourselves as you know, the, the ultimate provider, especially when it comes to relationships, especially when it comes to dealing with the um, the fairer sex. Because it's like, you know what, if you're going to you know get into a relationship, it is your responsibility to provide for this person, it is your responsibility to take care of them. So when the whole feminist movement was really kicking in, like at the point where it became very, very prominent, which is basically this time around where women want to be by themselves they want to be you know independent and stuff it always feels like a guy who says oh i'm done i'm cool with you being independent i don't still mind taking care of you 
is pandering to the fact that oh i thought these women said they wanted to be independent what does that mean that means they shouldn't need a man to take care of them so it's like if you say you want to be independent it means you don't need a man to take care of you so now you this man that you are seeing this man that says she wants to be independent why are you now going there to still try to form that you want to take care of her why are you being a sim so it's a very backwards kind of thinking i know most times it is used as banter as opposed to anything else uh but ideally i don't think anybody should you know take it seriously uh people who take it seriously basically you know maybe they don't have you know other things to do but it is just basic banter it, I, i don't think it holds that much weight ideally i still know that in this society we are in people a lot of men still feel like you know they have to be the alpha male in relationships and stuff like that which is weird because what people don't understand is being the alpha male doesn't necessarily mean you know you have to you know bear the brunt of everything you know alpha is just as as we know is just an alphabet basically uh a greek I'm, i'm i'm not sure if i'm getting this wrong but there's also other alphabet so if you are the alpha male and nobody decides to be the beta female i don't think that takes away anything from the relationship you know i feel like you can define the role you want to be in in a relationship and not feel like you're losing out on it which is why the same thing always comes in when men say same they feel like why are you doing this and not getting something in return you know so it's like uh somebody comments on the picture of a beautiful lady oh yeah i think because why are you commenting on the picture of a beautiful lady where she would not even notice you to appreciate you and stuff like that or why are you going to be you know a breadwinner for a lady that says she wants to be independent so you can also start providing for her so basically you are doing double of the work because she's providing for herself and you're also doubling down on it so it's 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 a very for me though it, it feels very a cake if I should use that word but it's one of those things on the internet where people just pick it up and like you know use it as often as they can but i don't think for me i don't think it holds that much weight it's not something people should concern them themselves about around the circle i know people have i don't think it's anything like it's not a real big insult it's like we use it when we are talk when we, when we talk about celebrities for instance if i can see a picture of uh, rihanna you know i'm always going to go to that picture and retweet and put a love emoji my friends can see it and be like this this guy that just seen because you know rihanna is never going to you know, pay attention to me maybe not now but you know maybe in the future but let's be wishfully thinking now and but you know but in that moment my friends are like you just wasting your time you're just you know you're admiring this person from afar knowing fully well that this person is never going to you know be close to you or know who you are and stuff like that so yeah i seem it's it's playful banter and it's something that should be left at that point of playful banter but again it's the internet so people take it people tend to take a lot of things literally so it's just it's I don't know if that helps with the explanation. I mean, I I get what you're saying. I get the explanation and I I get it, but I think my problem with you've explained it and I get that it's playful banter and I'm thinking back to a couple of times and I've seen it and I've seen that yeah, it was thrown like in in in, in a banter situation. But my problem now with it is we have younger impressionable men who seem to feel like this this is this is something. This is a big deal, right? I'll give you an example. And I remember speaking to my younger brother as well about a couple of things because I didn't like how he was acting. I felt like as a guy, there's a, a, a level that you should be acting. And he wasn't acting right in my own opinion, right? And I said to him, guy, this thing you're doing, you're not supposed to be doing it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. If you're going to marry a lady tomorrow, 
you cannot marry her like this. You're literally not doing right. And he was like, eh, me, I know confidence seems for girl. I'm like, what? I feel like there's there's a disconnect mm. because maybe maybe that's what I'm tr- I'll try to clarify here is that when when a guy feels especially when things like that comes up we know it comes from playful banter but relatively I think the meaning in full terms is is being a simple thing and a simple thing is like an insult you know there's somebody who that doesn't have sense who use you and stuff like that so when when guys say stuff like that like it always boils down to the fact that people and this is not just relating to guys because even women can be called sims mm. so people do not like investing so much in something and not having that guarantee of getting something back and that is what being a sim indicates that's why guys be like i don't want to be a sim because if you, you hear guys and this stems a lot of times this stems from personal experiences you know guys who have you know dedicated themselves or committed themselves to somebody and then all of a sudden someone else comes from somewhere and just you know snatches the love of their life away and stuff like that and then they feel like why would i now go forward and put this much effort into something only for this not to make sense going for going forward or in the future or stuff like that so it does stem from a place of you know maybe personal trauma as a place of caution it's not necessarily a, a thing of where guys do not just want to, you know, do what you call the right thing. I would think it's kind of like a, a defense mechanism of sorts, you know. It's that thing where you get to a point where, you, as a guy, you know what you want. And then you're trying to talk to a girl and in a way, it doesn't feel like she knows what she wants. And it feels like she's stringing you along. Now, other guys will tell you, don't be a sim to this girl because, you know, a lot of times when it comes to emotions, we get carried away like, oh, uh, this person might like me eventually. Let me just keep pushing. Let me just keep being that kind guy, you know, and stuff like that. But we know for, at least for most of us, we know that that, that often is not true. A lot of times when it comes to emotions, a lot of people have made their decisions before they even, you know, start pushing stuff. So most guys try to avoid that. Most guys try to avoid being in, uh, at the other end of things where it feels like you've been used. It feels like you've put in so much effort into something and you are getting nothing in return because it's just the human condition as much as we try to be selfless and stuff like that even with the selflessness we want something in return we want to feel like uh we are valued we want to feel like what what we brought to the table is you know is uh, is being seen so a lot of times we try to avoid situations where it feels like we're just you know pouring water into a basket you know putting all the effort and just you know, this person that we are putting the effort into is just ignoring us. So, to avoid being simple things, we decide, you know what, I'm not going to do things that way. I'm going to do things this other way because at this other way, I am protecting myself. I'm cautious. Uh, if it doesn't turn out the way it should be, I don't feel like I have um, lost so much, you know? So, I think, I think it's that's a lot clearer to me now. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's where it stems from. It's, it's, it's a very, it's, a, it's basically a protective mechanism. It's just a defense mechanism for us. Because yes, people talk about women getting heartbreak and stuff, but a lot of guys to get that. I personally know for a fact that, okay, I, I've been in a situation where I'm thinking back like, man, maybe I should have done this thing differently because right now I feel like I've been used. I feel like I didn't get something in return for this. And it's, it's very natural to feel that way. And it, it could be anything, you know, people could, it could be sex. It could be uh, you investing in somebody's life and then, you know, 
they decide okay they don't value you again when they've you know getting brought into a place where they they have better opportunities and stuff like that and that hurts we we know as human beings that that will hurt so what is the best step to do next time you know you protect yourself against it you don't simp anymore you don't become a simpleton anymore you make sure that you're you know strong and i feel that's where this whole idea of the alpha male thing also comes from because you know men try to give off that vibe that you know what I will not be a fool because you know this person had done this to me before. I, I don't think I want to be fooled twice again. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make a lot of sense now, and I and I and I get and I get that. I I completely get where you're coming from now because honestly, that particular word really, really, it's one of the words I hate most in dictionary. By the way, it really is annoying me when I just hear people talk about <laughs> it. I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. But from the angle that you've explained it, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it does make a lot of sense. Even though I'm a I'm the kind of person who would always say it's always better to sort of um, love and lose. And I, I know that losing can actually be very painful. Let's not even deceive ourselves. Rejection can actually be very, very oh, painful. True. So I, I do understand that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got rejected once for a job. I stopped applying for jobs. So, <laughs> so I can understand where you're coming from about needing to protect yourself and needing to feel like i need to have something that would be like a protective shield and then other men feeling the need to want to warn other people using this particular word so i get that i completely get that thank you for explaining that to me i have just one more concept that i need you to explain toxic masculinity i don't understand because it's like every time the definition changes like i know there's a um, dictionary definition but in a uh, in a social context i think toxic masculinity is you know uh is that you know concept that feeling of where men feel like despite how terrible a particular behavior might be like that let me let me think of an example of um uh, let's see men thinking that they should earn more than you know their spouses and stuff like that mm. you know or not be wanting to be in a relationship with someone who with a lady who earns more than you it, it is people would consider toxic masculinity because if you're with some with your partner and she's any more than you that shouldn't be any and that shouldn't be an issue to you you just you guys just have to find the way to you know make your finances work and that's all but still there are men who think nope i cannot date somebody who's earning more than me or marry somebody who's earning more than me because eventually you know this money gets into the woman's head and she wants to be the man in the house that is toxic masculinity because it really doesn't mean anything that somebody earns more than you just the fact that you have this idea in your head that it is your god-given right as a man to earn more than the person you're going to get married to or the person you're dating so it's 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 those i feel like it's those belief those systems that those traditions as it were that men have been used to for so long that even though now a lot of them know for a fact that these things are not good or ideally these things are outdated concepts that should be thrown away some men still hold on to it like okay it's not going to be me i'm i'm not i'm not going to this is not going to be something i do or stuff like that you know it even goes as far as there's there are men who tell you that you know what during sex a woman can never be on top of them it's not natural and stuff like that so it's 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 very again it's outdated it's archaic but toxic masculinity comes in different shapes and forms because again you i think you have to understand that a lot of these things that men would you know hold on to have been you know entrenched in their brain for the longest time it's not something that they can just throw away you know it's not something that you can just decide you know what i'm going to drop it and 
as much as the world is changing, as much as people are becoming more accepting of women, more accepting of equal pay and stuff like that, there are still very, there are still a lot of men who still feel like, you know, there should be that balance of the man is still the head of the family kind of thing. You know, that whole religious social construct of uh, the man is the head, the woman follows, and then everything else is there. But now you are in a world where people tell you, there's no head, there's no tail, you're just, everybody's equal, treat the next person as you treat yourself and stuff like that. But still, a lot of men hold on to that concept that, nope, this, this is how it should be, and this is how it has always been, this is how it should continue to be. So that, in a sense, is toxic masculinity, because it's almost like you're feeling like this is something that, as a man, it is your God-given right. It is, it is what, you know, it is why you were created, you know. As a man, because you're married to somebody, it means that you can demand sex from the person any fucking time you want. Excuse my French. It means that you can tell them, you know what, even when they are tired or sick and you want to have sex, they have to obey you because it's your God-given right. Those are toxic masculine traits because you feel like, you know, this person is your property and stuff like that. So I think that's what, in a general sense, that's what toxic masculinity implies. Holding on to those ideas, ideals, those traditions that men still feel, that still make men feel like they have some kind of lordship over women, when ideally that shouldn't be the case. Thank you so much. I completely understand that now. Like I get a lot more clarity to it now that you've explained it. And yeah, I, I think I really get it. I, I get it. And um doesn't make sense. I think you already captured it. It's outdated. And I mean, I'm not a man, I, but I can tell that sometimes some men hold on to things that are not even beneficial. Like you're dying and you're holding and you're holding on to I'm a man because it's a woman that can only it's a woman that can help you bros you're just going to die that's the truth so (laughs) and I think that most times when I see some men exhibit some of the things you've talked about is because there's really no other value like they've not been able to place their human value in something else like without that need to feel like I'm the head they don't they don't understand what self-worth and value for themselves are it's like I'm not valuable except I am on top of this person. If I'm not on top of this person, my value is finished. And that's a really, 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 really big problem. And that's something that you should totally think of fixing, you know? So the theme for this year, like I said, is better relations between men and women. And I feel like a lot of times we women say, um, a lot of times I hear men say, women don't understand this. You guys don't get this. You guys don't ask us about this. You guys don't, you guys don't get this. You guys don't understand. In fact, even Mr. himself, at some point when we started dating, he said, you don't understand. I'm like, bros, don't do that. I have a brain. You're going to explain it. And then if I don't understand it, I will say I don't understand it. But don't assume that I will not understand it. Let's not like half the time I didn't understand it, but I still got to hear it. Anyway, <laughs> so I, want, I wanted you to just maybe share for me some things from your own angle that you think that, you know, women should just know about men. Like you would wish that women knew these things about men and it would make our relationship go a lot better. Because last, last, we have to have a good relationship because we're existing together in this world. We have to have a good relationship, whether we like it or not, to be able to function. So just share with me from your own angle, what are some things you think that women should know or you you wish we knew more about so it just makes our relationship a lot better? I think think the the one that feels more wholesome would be that, you know, men are just like, women i think um and this is i think this also goes both way of men trying to understand women as well i feel like 
there's always that issue where people think oh there has to be a significant difference you know there has to be something really really you know discerning besides genitalia and everything that you know makes a man a man and makes a woman a woman i i not i personally do not subscribe to that i feel like we are just inherently the same we are we are people who go through the emotions uh yeah we might not have some biological similarities and you no know, might not be able to you know feel the the pain of going through a period all your life or all your adult life and stuff like that but inherently we still have those same you know machinations those same uh fears we're still governed by the same fear you're still governed by the same aspirations and dreams it's just uh we, we most of us have been born and bred into a society that is so bent on trying to make us see the differences in ourselves as opposed to try to you know allow us see the similarities and why we should actually come together so for any woman i feel that that's just one thing you should know men men are just like you men process yes we might process you know emotions differently but we process it nonetheless you know why you might you as a woman might sit down and cry and you know brood and stuff like that. a man might decide you know what I'm going outside to drink. All of this is still a coping mechanism. The fact that he's outside drinking and laughing with his friend while you, you know maybe you just had like a, a a big issue or a big fight doesn't mean he's not you know feeling the the pranks of the fight. It's just as opposed to two people sitting down on the couch and crying, he one has decided to go and take a, a drink to you know process that particular emotion. So uh, I feel for every individual you meet male or female you you have to be willing to understand that there are nuances uh, uh in terms of how people process things in terms of how people understand things to start with self so you 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 have to you know make room for those things you have to uh, unless maybe you are doing you are doing like a fling where after you're done you don't see the person but if it's something that is it's a friendship or a relationship that that you want to take the entire nine years and make it last a while you, you have to patiently understand that okay there are nuances and there are things that you know as much as possible you have to sit down and understand the next person but fundamentally speaking we are all the same men men are just like you yes sometimes our head no correct but yes also sometimes we may head no correct as well it's there's 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 a very direct line between how we do things and it's just yeah biology is just messing everything up and making us feel like yeah we are inherently different but truthfully on an emotional on a, on a psychological level we are just the same and if you understand that it's often easier for you to relate to them you know uh when you throw a tantrum and you see that the man is not responding don't assume that he is not you know uh he he's not affected it just means that maybe he's not ready to throw his tantrum at that point in time maybe he wants you to be done throwing your tantrum so that he can also throw his tantrum because you know two people throwing tantrums and everybody will just be rowdy so that kind of level of understanding level of um emotional intelligence is required because yes fundamentally we are all the same but then we are still very much different in the way we process things and the way we understand things and i think that that does it for 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 most of us you know try to empathize i feel and and this is this also goes to the men because a lot of times people tend to think that men do not empathize with women and their plights but we do empathize it's just sometimes it's not quite easy for us to process it you know um recently i think yesterday with the whole um what they call it with the whole uh do you smoke do you blow let's let's, let's talk it <laughs> let's call it a tech saga <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole tech saga. Um, I remember somebody hitting me up on my DM for 
uh, and she was like she was on my podcast like a few weeks ago mm. um on my dm for joke i made on the tier where i said um all i wanted was i, I wish a tech babe a texas would just say all these things to me you know and the person reached out to me i'm like why did you say this and i was like well um you know i tried to make a joke about it and i was like she was like this is actually not funny you know this is not cool because and i know you don't understand because you've not never been through it and stuff like that and to be honest i i truly do not understand but but one of the things that i feel like the person failed to understand although i apologize was that sometimes even these jokes are just a way of us processing things yeah a way of us not dwelling on it and brooding over it sometimes the silliest joke not not to you know say the jokes are good you know trying to make light of heavy situations and stuff but sometimes these are also coping mechanisms sometimes it could be that i'm just trying to you know get over my own day because all of this is too much for me and i'm thinking oh, well, the best thing is just laugh about it and move on you know so it's quite nuanced and that's something that i feel like most women have to understand even when it comes to issues that predominantly affect more women do not just assume that you know everybody who's you know making a joke about it is doing it at your expense or making it or doing it so that they can hurt you more sometimes there are people who have maybe even experienced something similar and that's just their own way to cope because even on the tier there are a lot of women who are making jokes about it and these are the same women who also I'm very sure have had personal experience of people trying to exploit their power just to have their way with them but they made jokes about it doesn't mean the issue is not is not valid it doesn't mean that it just means that this is a coping mechanism for people and it happens to men as well so most of the time you see men joke about stuff you know even when it comes to sexual assault in terms of men because you, a lot of people don't talk about it you see men talk about oh no i want three women to gather me and stuff like that. sometimes it's not that it's not as if we want that thing to be funny it's just a way of us processing you know all the traumas that we all the traumas that we've been through and stuff like that so there has to be that understanding that you know people process things differently people people process pain differently people process trauma differently but fundamentally everybody all of us feel pain all of us feel despair all of us feel like you know, the world is giving in on us and i feel like that's the defining factor that's the baseline you have to find as a woman especially when you're relating to men you know find that fact that as terrible as some people sound as terrible as some men sound the truth is a lot of times some of them are still just trying to survive it doesn't take away from the bad things they do or the bad words they say or their bad actions but i feel like that's where empathy comes in because empathy should be for the other person that you do not necessarily understand them but for people who don't understand you should just ideally know that even for the worst people on earth a lot of times people are just trying to cope that's just it Mm, I mean, I I love that you dabbled, you delved a bit into the tech saga because I was going to ask you that because um if you're going to put the ratio at which women get called out and men get called out, especially on detail on Twitter, I feel like men get called out a lot for all kinds of very <sighs> I'm looking for a very good word because me I don't like saying bad things on Friday. <laughs> uh, they get called out for a lot of abominable things and it's just weird that just very close to international men's day we had this whole tech saga and it wasn't just one person it was multiple women coming out to say this is this person's emo and in my head i'm thinking right because me i think about random things i'm thinking i mean i empathize with women that have had to go through this because i mean i can recognize that a lot this is something that or i think almost every woman would be able to relate to those kind of messages that were shared on the tier yesterday but at the same time i thought about the fact that and i get that we don't say, we don't we are not really allowed to say this when issues come up when people are like oh not all men and everything but in the reality 
it's actually not all men who behave this animalistic it's the truth it's not all men and i think for me i'm i'm and in my head i'm thinking how do the small percentage of men who are trying to be on the straight and narrow who are trying to be genuine and amazing people feel about this kind of backlash because when those backlash happen and when those call outs happen ain't nobody thinking about not all men in fact to me self if i see you tweet not all men on the timeline i'm going behind you i might not reply you because i don't really like to get into all those back and forth but i'm definitely going to be eyeing you and i know that person's going to be getting ratioed like till thy kingdom come how do those kind of call outs make you feel are you like yay this is good let's call out this behavior so that other men are able to understand what are you thinking when all these call outs happen for me particularly i don't feel like uh, I don't feel like it, it's a dig aimed at me, but I, I always, when these things happen, I always try to do like a mental inventory. Like I think I was on a podcast last year, and on that podcast, I admitted to the ladies I was talking to. I think it was a Juicy Lucy podcast, if I'm not mistaken. That in in my third year in the university, I actually stalked the girl. Like uh, in, in my attempt to woo her and you know, make her my friend, I actually stalked her to the point where it became so obsessive. I got her number from somebody else, sent her a text, stuff, stuff like that, and then until she actually confronted me and like, you know what, this does not feel good, and. I mentioned that looking back then, when I was doing those stuff, I didn't think it as a, you know, like anything wrong. I was like, ah, this is just me applying pressure, you know. You know, uh, they say when a woman says no, she probably means yes, so, you know, you have to keep pushing and stuff like that. So I think when these kind of things happen, for me, I try to do a mental inventory. Like, okay, the conversations I've had, you know, have I ever been in a position of power where I feel like you know, I was taking advantage of somebody? Have I ever made it feel like, have I ever made any woman in my space feel like, you know, they had to give me sexual favor before I was able to help them? You know, so those kind of things. I feel like when those things happen, regardless of not all men, what should happen with you as a man who feels like you, you, you're not really doing anything wrong is that you should take that mental inventory because there's a lot of, a lot of rules have changed. A lot of things have changed from when we were younger to now. So chances are you might in the past you might have had some of these traits that right now are becoming something that people call out but back then nobody had you know there was no avenue so you might have been thinking you were not doing anything wrong so right now things like this come up and i i feel like if men are really being very sincere with themselves most of us we would a lot of times we recognize ourselves in these men as much as we are not we, we might feel like we're not as evil as them we we sometimes see that at, there might be points in our life where we may have pushed that boundary a little bit. That's that familiarity a little bit. Where we may have been a little bit creepy with somebody who was, you know, just trying to be in our space and be be a friend or stuff like that. So even when you get people saying not all men, a lot of times I feel like it comes from a place of trying to, you know, trying to push the blame and not and trying to be vindictive. Because if you really, as a man, in a space like Nigeria and Africa you're going to realize that you chances are you have also been very guilty of stuff like that i remember i think way back in 2015 or so i remember being amongst a group of guys that were talking about how you know that, that i wasn't admiring these guys the people that we could be outside the compound or something and a lady will be passing one guy will just get up 
walk up to her and then you know start toasting and stuff like that. and in our head we we're like man these guys are so dope like how do you have the courage to just walk up to a girl randomly and start talking to her and then the guy comes back with the number and be like i don't get that number now we're like ah man in my head i was like ah man i wish i had that courage and i remember a couple of times i tried tried but unsuccessful because fear will catch me and back then it looked like something that was cool but now when you think about it you're like why would you disturb somebody who is innocently walking on their own and you know that this person, chances are the person gave that person the number because they felt, you know, the pressure of the eyes on them and stuff like that. And they didn't know if they were safe in that space. But back then, you felt like something like, oh, this is the this is the way men should do things. But now a lot of things are things we are relearning. So even in cases where we don't feel like we are directly affected, when you sit down as a man and take that mental inventory, chances are you might find a few lapses and you're like, ah, shit, I think I did this as well. Like, oh, I think I did something close to this as well. So even when we make those jokes and stuff like that, personally, when I when I make those jokes, I look at my charts and be like, who am I Am I using power tussle to try to get in my bed right now and stuff like that? Because it, it might not be so obvious to you because maybe the person you're talking to does not want to say it out loud, you know? Or maybe you have not been as extreme as the guy who they caught or something like that. But these things, sometimes this harassment can be very subtle. And because of the space that women are in, they, they are not really free to say, say anything about it. So you find a lot of men just hiding and you know, laughing, joking and stuff like this. Right now, even at this point in my, in my life, if I'm chatting with a lady, and I noticed that I'm only getting responses in emojis and maybe one words and stuff like that. I retreat because for me, that's a sign that this person is not really that comfortable chatting with you. Because if you are comfortable chatting with people, you always, words always come out. You always type in, you don't type in chapter, you don't send message. So when you're chatting with somebody and you're only getting one or two responses, fine, yes, no, one emoji, or maybe a sticker stuff like that it is a sign that maybe you're not really connecting with that person on the level you want to and you should back off you know give a little distance ask the person if they they are comfortable talking with you and stuff like that so we have to recognize those things as men even those of us that feel that we are good people so when these things happen around us as much as they say not all men yes you're the one that is not doing it but it still doesn't mean in the past you probably are not guilty of something closer to that or you probably have not made somebody feel a woman feel uncomfortable when they were in your space and stuff like that or you've not been around men that were making women feel uncomfortable and you did not do anything or probably you were even laughing with them you know and thinking oh it was jokes and banter and stuff like that so i think most times it's just a period of introspection for men at least for me and i feel like it should be that for all men whether you're doing it or whether you're in the wrong or not i really like what you said about taking inventory i really really like that because yes a lot of times these things are so subtle and i know that a couple of people could have read that message yesterday and thought oh but there's nothing wrong here but there was everything wrong with it and it only takes you being on the other side as a woman to understand that this is not like you know this is not supposed to be happening to you and i love what you said about taking inventory and i think most of these call outs i think that's what men should use it to do i think you've captured it perfectly for me use it to reflect and use it to be able to talk to your boys and realize that every time things are changing people are getting a lot more vocal about how these things make them feel and it's necessary for us to always look at that and change how we behave whether you feel like you're part of the not all men or you're part of the men that are doing those kind of situations i'm not saying perfect your ways so that you don't get caught i'm saying change your ways completely <laughs> so you don't even you know have to make any other person feel that way thank you so much for being here mifa i've really i always enjoy 
whether I'm chatting with you or whether I'm having a conversation with you, I always enjoy having a conversation with you every single time that you're on the podcast or even outside of the podcast. And I'm so grateful that you were here. Happy International Men's Day. I'm glad to know you as one of the men in Zai life. When I say the men in my life, people would think you are dating. <laughs> Nobody would think that. They are all supporters of Mr. M on this podcast, believe me. <laughs> but, I'm telling you, thank you so much for being here. I've truly, truly enjoyed this. I'm very sure that you enjoyed all of the angles that I and Mifa explored in this particular conversation. It's always a good time speaking to him. But if you remember on the episode, I spoke about trying to get audio from, you know, men to tell me what they think that women should know in line with the theme for this year, which was better relationship between men and women. I wasn't quite successful, but I still had two audios that came in. And that's what you're going to hear now for the end of the episode. The very first one is from Mayoa and I really like the angles that he spoke about. Let me get to it. What men want women to know? When we confide in you about our issues, we don't want pity. We want concrete solutions. That's one. Number two, it is the little things you guys say randomly, those random things. Those are the things that really stick they may be the right or the wrong things, but those are the things that really stick in our long-term memories. So you guys need to be watchful of what you say because of how they are often linked to a man's ego. Sometimes you are just happy being next to you, even without doing anything. You may just be there, basking in your company. It doesn't mean we are down or we are sad or anything. It's just us being us. Sometimes we just need downtime to relax. Maybe alone time that doesn't mean we love you guys any less i mean we're working our ass off i mean as we're running multiple jobs just to provide for you guys and make you guys happy so sometimes we just need that time alone to like recoup our energies and collect our thoughts so that we won't unleash we won't disseminate that negative energy on you guys another one if we tell you you guys that do whatever you want to do or do whatever makes you happy there's no mind game going on it's just like we value your happiness over us actually like imposing our choices on you guys so it's not a matter of okay you choose or you choose okay you ask us of, about our opinion we may tell you guys but if there are other choices that we feel you should choose you should make on your own volition we just tell you guys to do whatever makes you guys happy in so far it's not going to imperil our relationship or our love. That's just the way we are wired. I and mean, we don't really think too deep about this thing. So that's another one. So and the last one, which I feel is very, very, very important, is the fact that a lot of us carry this massive guilt, guilt and weight of not being being so providers or being being strong enough providers for you guys compared to our forebears, compared to our fathers and our grandfathers. So Due to the, we all know how the economy is, wage stagnation, the appalling state of the economy, spiraling cost of food prices and everything, even though women who work to affect the family in all ramifications, but as, as a man, the fact that we're the sole providers in all societies, whether in African society or Western society, as encoded in our biology, forced to be the provider and the protector of our families. There's this guilt like we're not doing enough, we're not doing enough. 
So we just need our women to like be there for us to understand, not piling on the pressure again. I mean, insofar the man is not lazy or just resting on his oars, he's trying to like do his best, be the best man he can, maximizing his potential. I mean, you guys should, should just be there and try to listen to us, really, really listen, like. This last one is from Ibrahim, who is um, a secondary school classmate. And I also loved the angle that he explored. Good day. One of the things uh, women actually do is sometimes they refer to men as if we are different people, different kind of beings entirely, um, with different characteristics, without feelings, without emotions, just maybe uh, born to be uh, not not caring or in some cases like that. So, or having a sort of way to just reason. We are also human beings and then we love and then we hurt and then we cry. Some men actually do cry a lot and then we are shy. Some men are very, very caring. And because some men or maybe so a particular guy hugs you doesn't mean all men are the same. You see, every good is high, all men are the same. All men are that. No, all men are not the same. So if one or two men hurt you or hurt your feelings, that's not, it's not the whole man. Some men will rather even worship you than even hurt your feelings. So we are also the same human beings and then we are also very emotional also. So the phrase all men at this, all men are sometimes, all men are dogs, all men are cheats, men are wicked like that should be, should not be uh, something that is used to to describe us. There's just be some some men or in particular man did this and did that. Yeah, some of us are loving and caring and sweet and fantastic and good people. Good people. So thank you. you enjoyed listening to the entire episode if you listened to this very part of the episode thank you so much for listening i love you for every single time you click on play and remember as men and women yes biology gives us a couple of differences but we are also very similar in a lot of ways so as opposed to fixating and making ourselves just stay on the differences that we have maybe we look for what the similarities are and try to come to that middle ground where we're able to leave the world a better place for the next generation. Thanks for listening!